Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No new games came out this past week. I didn't play anything, so... What? Why on you? Yeah, okay. 18 people worked on it. That's why that game is the way that it is. That's not really so, true because there are far better games that less than that, fewer than that, I suppose. Uh, people worked on. Hey, Larry, tell me, tell me about Biomutant. I've not. So, I was aware of Biomutant. I don't think I've actually sat down and really watched any amount of gameplay for it until like a week ago. I saw like some short clips a couple of years ago when it was announced, and thought, yeah, it looks like it could be okay. Apparently there is a large contingent of people who are very excited for it, which I don't yeah, well, quite understand. I guess that's true of anything. That, uh, they got the furry disease. Kind of. All right, so Biomutant is an action RPG. Uh, the issue is that one half of that equation is terrible. Uh, the action in the game is awful. The combat has zero sense of impact whatsoever. Um, I... Ended up playing about 30 minutes of the game And here's the thing Okay You start you start up the game It shows you a cutscene Of the titular biomutant uh, Saying it like a Puddle or something A large guy like Attacks it He uh, He fights it for a little bit He splits its weapon in half Runs into a hole in the wall It throws a mine at him And then it's like okay t- Title screen biomutant There's your there's your opening a little bit of action for you. Now, you create your biomutant. You go into the tutorial. The tutorial is the exact same sequence of events. You go in and, okay. and the thing attacks you and you get a little cutscene of like splitting its weapon in half and running into the wall and it throws a mine. Except, of course, now it's in-game and it's all, it looks really bad. Now what? Okay, I, I was going to ask if this like occurred as a gameplay thing both times, or if it was a cutscene. No, times, first one's like pre-rendered. Cutscene the first time, cutscene. and then it was okay. I said it was a cutscene. Well, um, I didn't have also, my off today, so my brain doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've well, become chemically dependent. Yeah, we know that. Um, I had oh. the I had the coffee coke last night. It was all right. Mm. It's, it's yeah, what those are good for like half. Those are good for like half a can. And then it's kind of like, uh, this is not as good as it was anymore. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, they're um, fine. So, I had already heard some stuff from uh, someone we know on Twitter, Brandon. So, his handle's... I can never remember it. It's something weird. Something 64, right? Yeah. What is it? I think so. Well, I'm trying to. Anyway, sh- shout shout I'm out to Brandon. I'm looking at the tag for Happy remember. Birthday, Tom Holland. I, Stop. Uh, I need to go back. What? Well, you need. Okay. Everyone's seventeenth birthday only happens once in their life. <laughs> like he's that old. Um. 
anyway, he, he I saw him posting about saying that the combat was bad, and boy, it was worse than I could have possibly imagined. Um, the game has yeah, no I... no cohesive vision whatsoever. Like as he had mentioned once, um, which is a hundred percent true. Like it has comic book sound effect things in it. Yeah. For, for no real reason, it has like a British, like a rare style narrator kind of. Um, it and yeah, the menus look like Fortnite. I don't understand what they're trying to do with this. It there are cool ideas in there somewhere. It's just the act of playing it is so bad that I had zero interest in playing anymore. Uh, that one guy, sixty four, is okay. Is, uh, that's it. Is his tab? Yeah, I watched uh, some of. I watched some of Dan Reichert's stream for it. He played it for about an hour, and one of the first things that he was talking about too was that like combat just feels so weightless it has yeah. no impact to it like enemies don't even so, react for the most part it's so yeah. weird and like so you had told me this like preemptively like before i saw the dan reichert stream i was hearing you talk about it and so then having him come in and almost immediately like his first opinion is just like none of these attacks have any weight so before um, i played it i had skipped around in that stream but i never saw any of the combat Every time I would skip to a point, it would just be another bit of tutorial. And that's like a two-hour stream or something. <laughs> like, I skipped to an hour in, and he's like, oh, is it going to teach me, like, how to use a map? And, yep, it sure did. And so I was like, oh, not looking Gotta forward to this. To, look, you throw the apple at the biomutant. But what if you threw the apple next to the biomutant? Oh, well, I guess we need to find out. Yeah. Has to tell me all about that. Anyway, yeah, bi- biomutant... Um, it does have some neat ideas the way it uses your stats. So actually, because I had heard about this, uh, you choose your class at the beginning, and I chose the one with psi powers because I thought that might actually like get around it. Not yeah. really, because the psi blasts have the exact same issue. Also, you have heavily limited mana to shoot, and also they're not even strong enough to bother using, at least early on. Like it was faster to just punch things. Yeah, I was uh, looking through that like uh, character creation thing too, and thinking that well, if combat feels as bad as it does, maybe this is like one of those games where. So typically, like I, I tend to like just going with the hacky slashy. It seems like in guns might be the way to go. Yeah, it kind of seems tell. like this is a game where you want to like actively avoid going hack and slash, maybe push towards <laughs> someone else. So to find out that the psionic thing just doesn't seem balanced at all is really unfortunate yeah uh I, I would hope it would be like unbalanced in the other direction where it's like a demon souls where it just breaks absolutely everything it might eventually i don't know again i'm just saying like yeah, in the first 30 minutes uh, it was not worth using that, um, tutor- that character creation thing is so weird too because it has like a like a radial thing that you yeah. use to customize your character instead of it just being like bars that you can pull to the left and the right like that part, I thought was pretty cool. Like how it's sort of morphing the character. Basically, yeah. yeah it's but well, it's weird also like watch. it doesn't give you any context for what any of the stats mean, and so of mm. course you can tell some of it's like yeah, health, whatever. But there are some things where it's just like, okay, what does luck do in this game? In some yeah. games, it increases critical strike chance. In some games, it does basically nothing. So that would be nice yeah, to know. Do you... Do you want to become more immune towards uh, 
nuclear waste or toxic what do these things mean which one like how do you yeah. differentiate them the game does not tell you well, it, well figure it, it out later or it's like um you can be resistant towards like toxic ice fire yeah. i think there's another one it's like how would i know like what is the most prevalent enemy type like yeah well yeah. That, that's the thing that i'm like specifically there is something adjacent to toxic that is virtually the same thing as toxic like yeah, it would just yeah, register to you as like these like are two different names one. for the same things in like any other game yeah i think it's radioactive yeah that that sounds right yeah so well but i guess then, like toxic would be like poison and then radioactive would be something else radioactivity i guess nah uh, whatever it's biomutant seems like kind of a discordant mess that also needed more time than it already had which is unfortunate so, because it already had like a lot of time in development yeah and i was not aware of this but it was made from ex avalanche people um and like as sort of a coincidence recently i've been playing mad max uh, which is a great game made by avalanche uh did not sell particularly well i don't think because it came out during that time when it was like at the height of open world climb tower fill in map pieces you know that kind of thing yeah. and so i think people had kind of had enough even though that is one of the best versions of that type of game just like fellow wb stalwart uh mordor which hopefully yeah. get more of that out no, oh i'm hoping not. we learned something about what wb is up to this e3 is this another E3 prediction of yours we're going to get something from WB. There'll be the something in a prediction. Yeah. Okay. I mean there's already Gotham right. Knights, but that's a different team, so. Yeah. I also uh, wonder if we're actually going to hear much about that since both those games got delayed. I think we will. Like I I wonder if Yeah, but I don't think we're going to get much. Like maybe just a little taste. I feel like they have or they're going to like have to have a thing clarifying what it actually is because it seems like it confused a lot of people last time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Even though I don't well, think it's actually that confusing. I got a couple of predictions that already came true. We'll talk about All those right. in a bit. Oh, also... <laughs> or do we just do it now? Are you done talking about Biomutant? I or was do you going, have other... I am done talking about Biomutant forever. Okay. Um, but I did have an update on Pokemon Snap, something I forgot to mention last time, but didn't like like go back and edit it into the show. The default controls for that game are bizarre. Um... Because by default, the left stick moves the cursor around. It controls like Lost Planet. Uh, for any of the people who played Lost Planet, the default controls in that. Where you move a cursor around and you have a little bracket kind of in the middle of the screen. And when you hit the edge of the bracket, that moves the camera. It's terrible. No reason to use that. In the options, yeah. there is no option that's just like, hey, make the camera control normally. Instead, you have to go into the button config because the right stick normally makes the camera move like you would think it would except then in the default button configuration a takes a picture so you can't like trying to move the camera around with the right stick pressing a to take a picture that sucks wait the the trigger button doesn't take a picture no a button seriously uh, yeah the left trigger so when you in. hold a when you hold a camera yeah right the the yep. actual like button to take the pictures at the top that's right so like you 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 hold the camera almost like you do a controller uh-huh the way that you frame it with your fingers so you would just want to hit like the top like right bumper that's would right. be the most natural 
like analog for where the button on a camera is. Bandai Namco made this game. Did they? I don't know. I thought it was like I thought it was Bandai. I thought that they contracted Bandai to make the game. I have no idea. I'll I need to look that, that up because attention. like this would make more sense to me if it was entirely Nintendo making it because I think Nintendo just doesn't know how to make video games anymore. But like yeah. if it was Bandai, that's especially weird because like Bandai still knows how to make video games. Well, the thing is Bandai is so huge that like Sometimes yeah. you'll get really good games Because it's all like weird subdivisions bet- Behind them and it doesn't tell you Which one made this So sometimes it can be something Really good and sometimes it's A common writer Batride War Sose One of the worst games I've ever played So yeah. eh, Who knows yeah, maybe But they anyway out to a really bad team, but... it, Well I would say the rest of the game Is actually it, Apart from what I talked about last week with the interminable dialogue, the actual game part itself is pretty good. But if you okay, yeah, I dropped my JoJo's book. <laughs> Great, <laughs> I had to pull out for an Iraqi says everyone's favorite bit on this podcast, and, and then I tease. dropped it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you go into the button configuration, the last one. Is the one that makes sense It makes it so the left stick moves the camera like normal uh, ZL zooms in And the right shoulder button takes a picture So it's time splitters 2 all over again uh, yeah. find out what menu it is To <laughs> yeah, unfuck these of. camera controls Basically um, God. But yeah that that's my tip If anybody is I guess on the fence And hasn't played it yet Or if has somebody... been playing it and wonders why It's so bad Uh Switch to that control, you'll have a better time If somebody's a Nintendo fan They have long since left this podcast That's true um, we've, we've done plenty to make sure That that is not our audience Specifically good. Don't want them we've, we've done plenty to make sure that Hey, what about audience, that Switch Pro? Nintendo. <laughs> what do you think of that? And maybe they'll put a Yakuza on it I don't know <laughs> Good one. Matt McMuscles out here pounding his fist on the table, going, Where's Yakuza on Switch? When he definitely has enough money to just buy like a real console. The Switch couldn't run it. It couldn't run no. Yakuza Zero. No. And even like a Switch Pro, like what's that gonna do? Make it about as good as like a regular base PlayStation 4? Still yeah, ain't gonna probably. run. Probably. Well, I mean that could run Yakuza Zero, right. yeah. But it's still not gonna be on there because they don't care. Because the yeah. other ones on Wii U suck so bad. Well, I yeah, mean, again, suck so bad. The Wii U sales for Yakuza, the the uh, uh, HD remakes for one and two, was less than two thousand units over its release like weekend. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, and, like I tried to do a little bit of research to find out, like, okay, well, how it's many? It's like Balan Wonderworld numbers. That's worse than Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> To be fair, Balan Wonderworld launching across multiple systems at the same time in more than yeah. one region, whereas the Yakuza 1 and 2 thing, that was just in Japan, and it was available for other consoles, but it was also, you know, Wii U version specifically is what we're talking about. At that point in time, the Wii U, I think, had like a 3 million unit install base, but I couldn't find out whether or not that was specifically in Japan or if that was like worldwide sales. So even if I'm like conservative estimate say that Japan has a 1 million Wii U units as their install base over there at that point in time. 2,000 fucking discs is still an embarrassingly, embarrassingly terrible number. Yeah. 
So for them to go, hey, maybe Nintendo fans are children and so they're not our audience for Yakuza games and we shouldn't bother pressing discs for them. Perfectly reasonable. Yeah. So that's a decent stance for them to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, you know, Nintendo fans, they'll act like they got the best console in the world, but then they'll go on screets about how they don't got a Yakuza game, so whatever. You know what else they don't have, Larry? Bayonetta 3. Yeah. No one has yeah. that. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. And no one will ever have it because it doesn't exist. If the yeah, Switch right. Pro is backwards, I assume it would have to be backwards compatible with all Switch games. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to end up just getting one and selling my current Switch because with the way Nintendo prices work out, it'll probably not cost that much more to just have a new one. Yeah. Also, like, I wonder what availability on that thing is also going to look like. Yeah, I don't know. Because like, it's hard enough to it's hard enough to get a Switch as it is. And it's definitely harder to get either of the other two mm. consoles at this point. You know, so I wonder what I did what, that, like... so I could do a Nintendo if I wanted. Yeah, but like I, I wonder what their numbers are going to look like when they actually put that thing out because uh, silicone wafers are still hard to get a hold of. Mm. How about them GPU silicone prices, Larry? Wafers. Yeah, what about them? <laughs> They're terrible. They're fucking bad. Well, that that actually was not accurate. Um, but oh, it, it is no. But it is still okay. way more than it should be. The thirty eighty Ti is gonna be like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, we we were talking about a chart that came out that priced uh, various models of the thirty eighty Ti, and some of them were pushing like what two grand, I think. Some were more than that. But either way, yeah. like yeah, still with the founder's card being twelve hundred. I mean, some will be above that. Yeah. Um, That's great being a PC gamer in 2021. Just build a PC. It's all you need to do. I will, as someone who recently had to rebuild a PC because mine died, like when I originally put a computer together for gaming, and like, mind you, this was, you know, Far Cry 3 was still relatively new. I spent $1,000 and I had everything that I needed to play like Blondered games at like max settings. Yeah. It was great. A a thousand bucks. That was it. Uh, This last time when I had to replace virtually every component in the PC except for the graphics card cost me $1,000. If I had to buy a graphics card on top of that, that would have been an extra like 500 bucks easily. If you can find one. Yeah, if I could even find one. Like the 1660, the budget card, that's supposed to like I think at list only be like two hundred bucks. Regularly goes for like five hundred now. Mm. So th- there's a lot of people just from what I've gleaned from looking at that market more regularly now than I used to that will buy like pre-built PCs just to rip the graphics card out of there to get one, and then just try to sell off the rest of that thing to Rubes. And like I guess that's the way you got to do it unless you want to enter into like the graphics card lottery, which fucking good luck yeah I would still rather do that than like try to sell another yeah. like a PC with the card I ripped out of it I, yeah, anyway I would, but um, 
Yeah, yeah. It's a good it's thing that we us. managed to secure the new consoles and that we decided this was the generation where you and I were going to move back to consoles and, <laughs> yeah. and put this PC gaming mess because it looked <laughs> like it was going to get fucking worse. And also we were tired of dealing with PCs. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, a good prediction from both yeah. of us. Uh, speaking of predictions, what else you got Ooh. on this subject? Uh, you so like last that segue? Week we talked, yeah, that's a really good segue. I like that. Buttery smooth. Uh, yeah, last week we made some predictions for E3, and because E3 is a goddamn mess now, and it is not contained at all to the actual, like, dedicated nope. E3 days. Coke day! Uh, a few of our... <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> a few of our predictions have already come true. Uh, the the less exciting for me of the two is that Far Cry embargo did indeed end on the 28th, so that weird, small, next-gen uh, YouTube channel was correct. Mm -hmm. uh, we ended up getting a gameplay trailer for uh, Far Cry 6, and hey, guess what? That looks like a Far Cry. I mean, it looks uh, like right Just down Cause. Right down to having... It's sure, like first person just cause cry. now, except I guess yeah. it doesn't have you know the the parasailing well, and stuff. But when when I say it looks like Far Cry two, I mostly mean like graphically. There's been yeah, zero yeah. update since Far Cry five, which yeah. isn't necessarily bad. I think that means it's going to run at like a locked sixty frames a second. Yeah, probably four K too, damn... which is nice. Which yeah. like I would rather have that than if it looked yes. better but ran worse. A damn well, better run good. Is all we'll I'm get, saying. Look at the frame rate on Giancarlo Esposito smiling really weirdly. Oh yeah. Uh, and like honestly, I don't think that those games necessarily look bad anyway. So like, no, if the facial animations aren't like brought up to what I think is like the modern current standards for that sort of stuff, like I don't mind. It still looks good. I mean, uh, Far Cry One through Three looked great when they came out. That was the whole thing is they were yeah. always on the forefront of tech at the time. Um, and why then after that to... they kind of stagnated But yeah. I still think that's 5 looks of, pretty good That's kind of why I wanted to build a PC Is like at, at that point in time If you played like Far Cry 3 on console It, you know They, they made compromises to mm, it Yeah, It definitely did not look as good Playing that on PC Like that being my first big PC game Was like really eye opening I got way into PC gaming for a while Because of Far Cry 3 Yeah uh, Fire that looked real the, good Truck Simulator was the other <laughs> one that I got way into for a bit. Okay. Um, it was fun. I mostly like didn't even play it like the way you're supposed to play it. I just wanted to cause mayhem in a really big semi truck, so that's what I did, and I had a good time with it. Uh, but yeah, like Far Cry Five, Far Cry Six, Far Cry Seven, Far Cry Eight. Ooh. In Far Cry 8, your sword is also a gun. Far Cry 9? Far Cry X. Yeah. Far Cry X 2. Far Cry Battle They're Network. They're all hot girls now. Yeah, so... Oh, you're doing that. I was going Mega Man. <laughs> you're going Mega Man. I'm going Final Fantasy. Yeah, I... I don't know. I'm I'm still looking forward to that game. I've had it pre-ordered, which means I now get the Macarena gun. That's right. Which is my the the edition that I'm the most excited about. Uh, I also get a dumb looking wiener dog. What don't got no back legs, so it has a little like doggy wheelchair. I, I think love that's it. like a skin for it. Uh, but yeah, I like that they brought the animal companions back from five uh, because apparently there's an alligator wearing a t-shirt, and I would guess that's Hell one yeah. of them that you can summon. 
Just a cool alligator wearing yeah. a shirt. I want it to be a thing where he's wearing a shirt because for some reason everyone thinks it's like a human being, but only your character perceives it as being an alligator. So you're just very confused about it the entire time. It's like Chicken Boo. Yes, exactly. Okay. Like Chicken Boo. That's that is my expectation for Far Cry Six. If it's not in the game, I will write letters to people. <laughs> okay. I will write to my write to my senator. I was going to reference a bit from The Sopranos you haven't got to yet, but when you get there, you remember that Far Cry alligator, and you'll know okay. what I'm talking about. Um, my other prediction was all that uh, bullshit related to Sonic the Hedgehog. Some yeah. of it came true, some of it did not. <laughs> Larry, we're actually getting the HD re-release of Sonic Colors. Well, yeah, of course. Good news, it's happening. Yeah. Bad news. All copies will be saddled with a fucking horrible baby Sonic keychain. I don't care. Also, it'll be 40 bucks, which seems like too much money to me, but uh, I will eventually get that game when it inevitably hits $15, like all Sega games do within a few months of yep. release. Uh, but I'm excited for that. It's one of the best Sonic games. It's easily the best of the 3D games. I think everyone should give it a shot. Uh, because, like, especially not having to get, like, tethered down by motion controls. And Again, actually I, having it... I, I don't like know that it actually had motion nice. controls required. I don't think it did. I think you could just uh, play it with the Wiimote sideways. You can. You still have to, like, shake the controller to activate the wisps. Shake, shake. Yeah, shake, shake, shake. Uh, but, yeah, you can play with the, the controller sideways, which is not... Okay. I, I don't like playing anything It's like Donkey Kong A Country Returns Still have to shake yeah. to roll Which is the worst thing about that game Yeah But hey, it's uh, there's it's going to be in HD And also you'll be able to play it on a real controller And not have to worry about any of that stuff So that's great It's already a huge improvement They're going to put some Sonic movie bullshit in it So it's also worse in some ways Is that in the actual game? Or just the I, d- the I think thing. it might just be like DLC But there's going to be like actual stuff in the game Related to that we Get Jim Carrey in it Oh no they Tails should. gets the vaccine and he becomes <laughs> Retarded <laughs> Boy I'm not cutting that out What? It's the, vac- <laughs> it's the anti-vaxxers Not me, they said it not me I was channeling them <sighs> What? We all know that's how vaccines work. Come on. You get a leaky gut and then it screws your brain up. That's I watched the H bomber guy thing. I didn't. I'm in, I'm insane. It was like this is two hours. Sure. Uh, yeah, the HD uh remaster that's coming out. Um, it's going to contain some new content, or so they said they haven't gone too far into that. That's kind of a, a theme with this entire like Sonic Direct thing, is they didn't go too much into anything. It was like 10 minutes long, and they had virtually nothing to show. Uh, but they did announce that the Sonic like collections coming out, like the Genesis games will get re-released. Uh, those will all be in 16.9. They mm-hmm. didn't say for sure if it's like the Christian Whitehead versions of those games, but I think it's like, it's it's probably going to be like, come on. What was that up work with, um, with three and knuckles? How it was like four three in the video, but then later they were like, hey, it'll be in sixteen nine. Like, I have no that's idea. That's weird. 
that is a really bizarre choice. All I can think of is maybe like they're still really like putting in work to get the 69 version of that ready to go, and so they don't have anything to show for it yet. Because like the Whitehead did a proof of concept of it, so maybe they're having him work on that thing, or maybe they're doing it themselves and just using the retro engine. I mean, I didn't so really I, like Doctor Whitehead at first. Uh, I liked it better when he became Faust in the later games. Um, sure. Oh, I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, Sonic and Knuckles—they're—they're they're actually acknowledging that game <laughs> that they seem to have wanted nothing to do with for a very long time. So I can't wait for Is them to true? take like half the soundtrack out. Oh well. When I think of Sonic and Knuckles, I think of like both those games together. They acknowledge Sonic and Knuckles because that doesn't have like the problematic shit with it. Mm -hmm. It's Sonic 3 specifically that they never seem to want to reference or to talk about in any capacity because you started it up and then Sonic that... says the R word. <laughs> so they're like, nope, we're putting this back in the Sega Vault forever. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Dr. Robotnik, he's got the vaccines, Larry. Come on, this is, <laughs> it's right in the text. That's what he's doing to those animals there in the capsules. Yeah, he's giving them his experimental uh, measles shot that's full of some weirdo's bone marrow. Mm -hmm. It's oh, the Great God. Reset. Yeah. That is my favorite thing about that whole saga is that one dude who like got disbarred because he was caught stealing medication for personal use admitted to it during the hearing because uh, I guess he thought like honesty would get him off the hook. That's the and best then, policy. Like, he in yeah, he insisted he could cure autism using pills made out of extract of his own bone marrow. Yeah, sure. Why not? Give it a shot. Yeah whole thing is fucked from top to bottom uh just like the new sonic the hedgehog game will surely be uh we got like a little clip of that too apparently it's not going to be a sonic adventure remake uh it's instead going to be an open world sonic game which sounds terrible to me uh, yeah i am so sick of open world games like in general like that particular brand of open world game, like a Breath of the Wild sort of thing that everyone wants to emulate now. So just getting that with Sonic the Hedgehog sounds genuinely awful to me. So it's good to know that, yet again, I don't need to be invested in a new Sonic game whatsoever. Until it hits $15 and then I buy it and then I insist I have to get the Platinum Trophy for absolutely no reason mm -hmm. whatsoever. So, you know. That'll it's, happen. Uh, it's important to know yourself. They should have remade uh, Unleashed. Yeah. Also, like not yeah. it, instead of Colors, but in addition to. They should re-release all of these Sonic games that have not been like put on PC by this point. Make them accessible again. So yeah, like Unleashed, the Black uh, you Knight, know, Sonic 2006, yeah, Secret Black of Knight, the Rings, Shadow the Hedgehog. There should just be no, a Shadow the Hedgehog. Not that too. one. Sonic Heroes. No one. thanks. <laughs> Uh, Sonic Heroes might be fine if they tweaked like the speed limit on that thing and bumped it back down to like normal Sonic Adventure levels. And by fine, I mean like I'd probably play that for a level and go, no, this is still bad, and then try to get my money back. They should also re-release that uh, that Knuckles erotic visual novel came out. Like the uh, the other uh, company made that one. That no, that was me. I did that. 
I showed that to you on confidence. You, you made Knuckles X? Yeah. Oh. I thought I told you that. You weren't supposed no. to talk about it. This is because I said the R word. Yeah, mostly. I've been playing more Persona 5 uh, Strikers. Congratulations! How's it Speaking going? Speaking of trying to get platinum trophies that are really not worth the time. Yeah, no kidding. It's a Musou game. Or at least Musou mm. adjacent. Yeah, sort of. It's <laughs> Sort of. It is adjacent. Yeah, it's not, yeah, not exactly, yeah, but... Kind of. That's a little bit. No, I, I'm almost done with the game. Uh, I got to, like, I think I'm in the penultimate dungeon. Uh, you'll never believe this, but it turns out that there was, like, some sort of deity behind the whole thing. What? Yeah. What the fuck? Wow. Uh, anyway, I gotta no, go murder the... I gotta go murder the Ark of the Covenant now. I don't know how the <laughs> fuck I'm supposed to do that, but... <laughs> well, it's really hard because you can't look at it. That's right. <laughs> Imagining Joker and the crew just like holding up a mirror facing away from it and like shooting into the air trying to ricochet bullets at it. (laughs) Ryuji looks at it, his whole face just melts off down to the bone. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's like, he's skull. Yeah. Yeah, now he's really skull. Yeah. Um, No, it's it's a good game. It kind of hit a bump. At a certain point, though, uh, specifically the dungeon before this one, I did not like the Okumura Foods dungeon in the original Persona 5, the the one that was all, like, yeah. spaceship-themed. That kind of sucked. Uh, there was a lot of, like, maze-like elements in it, which I don't think are, like, ever really that good in Megami Tensei games. Shit, Megami Tensei games. Uh, there's one of those in Nocturne where you have to follow that star guy around, and it's probably the worst part of that game. Like... I gen- generally don't care for mazes in these things. Uh, anyway, that's kind of sort of what that dungeon is. Are there any dungeons I... with music as bad as the bank dungeon no. in, the, in Persona 5? Great. No, thank- thankfully not. Um, but but that specific dungeon, it's, it's a high-tech kind of place. It has a very similar look to it. Uh, you're running around trying to like open up a bunch of locked doors and you're doing a lot of like looping around the same areas multiple times and it just drags for way too long. Um the boss of that area though is is fun. So Millie's has that going for it. Uh but the game also at that point just decides uh so I think I got into like the request system. It's how you get your side quests in these games. A lot of them will require you to go back uh into previous dungeons. And, you know, mop up some stuff in there. Uh, go back, fight bonus bosses, things like that. I love to mop. Yeah, mop all the time. Surprisingly, yeah. nobody has a mop weapon in this thing, but I do like that your your heavy character uses, like, a signpost as an unlockable Yeah, I should give, you, give him a mop so it can be like a Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> give him a whole Toxic Avenger skin. Make him look real gross. Yeah, give him the tutu. All of it. Yeah. So... At this point in the game, they start overloading you with requests. They just start dumping a ton of them onto your lap. And you get this really awful type of request that is to take one specific character, go from the very start of a jail, and have them get, like, way the hell away, not necessarily to the end of the jail, but, like, off in a very inconvenient direction. Uh, Take them over there, 
and do not raise the alert at all. If you raise the alert, you fail that request. And then instead of just being able to open up the app and like sign up for the request again, or just like go back to the start of the dungeon and give it another attempt, you have to completely back out of the dungeon, select it again, go back into the camper, then select the dungeon you want and start the whole thing over. Uh, which is just terribly inconvenient for something that can fuck up really easily because you just, like, didn't see somebody in the corner and they got alerted immediately. So th they've been doing that for, like, every single character. So there's already, like, five or six of these things. And then, like, just when I think I'm done with it, because it's like, oh, I knocked the one out for uh, Ryuji. I don't got to do that anymore get to this new dungeon and then they send a bunch more of them to the fucking app and it's just like oh you gotta do this with ryuji again it's part two motherfucker I so this is like games ah. <laughs> i don't know why at this like one part of the game they just decide to start giving you stuff that is actively unfun to do but they they have been uh i think i'm getting past it now like some of the stuff with this last dungeon that i'm in has been has been all right but it seems sort of like the equivalent of what they do in some of the Musou games which would be um like one piece pirate warriors 3 has this thing where uh there are certain sort of conditions in levels that will cause an item to spawn it doesn't tell you what that condition is and it will only spawn for a limited time and then it will disappear again and so good luck figuring that out yeah if you it's want everything just... in it you'll have to just Go look at a fact or something, because boy, that's annoying. Yeah, I, I am one of them. I guess I didn't like have the map completed, so it was in an area that I hadn't like. I thought I hadn't been to it. Apparently, I had, and there were two checkpoints there, and I didn't turn them on. So I had to look up a guide to figure out where the hell I was supposed to go because I couldn't just pull open the map and see that, like, oh, the endpoint is set over here. Uh, so that was fun, but. Yeah, like, the, the other component of me going after the Platinum Trophy is I have to max out the uh, Bond level to 99, because that's how you get enough points to buy all the different Bond you moves. Already, you already finished Bond. You did it, well, uh, there, like, two weeks ago. You did the I Cradle, you shot Sean Bean a bunch. I haven't unlocked No Time to Die yet. When am I going to unlock No Time to Button to Die? I want to just... Please... Please, it's been done forever. <laughs> Just let me watch it, please. You're going to have um, to get Amazon Prime to watch it. God damn it, no. <laughs> no, it's unacceptable to me. Uh, the, the Bond moves are things like, uh, you know, how in the Persona games you get hit with a status ailment and then if yeah. you're, you know, you've, you've done enough with a certain party member, they'll run up and they'll hit you with a fan and they'll knock you out of the status ailment. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's what the Bond moves are. You're unlocking and upgrading those. You have to upgrade all of them to max. To do that, you need to max out your Bond experience until you hit level 99. Uh, when this gets to about level 60, it becomes an interminable slog. And so I've been trying to look up the best ways to get through it. The method I found is there is a Buddha statue in Osaka, and you go up, and you rub his feet. And you gotta keep rubbing, Larry. The more you rub his feet, the more experience you get. And that's how you get the Platinum Trophy. Anyway, I spent like three hours rubbing this 
statue's fucking feet yesterday. Then it turned out and it then... wasn't even Buddha. It was actually just a big statue of Shrek. <laughs> I was going to say it was just some guy who was posing as a statue. <laughs> like this was his whole yeah, sick those thing guys. to get people to touch his feet. Yeah. Well, you should figure it out because he has hat there, like next to him, where people would throw money in. Yeah. Um. No, I spent like three hours rubbing this dude's feet, and I only got like ten levels of the bond skill for doing this. So it like goes to a crawl no matter what. So I've cool. bounced off that now, because you can't get back to any previous city. So you have like a very limited window if you want to grind it out using this dude's feet. Uh, if you don't have the patience for that, in the post-game, there is a repeatable request that will fill that gauge up uh, 25% each time you beat a, like, bonus boss. So that still seems like it's going to be, like, grossly inconvenient, but maybe at this point less inconvenient than rubbing this guy's feet for, like, another 10 hours. So it's great because every other trophy in that game is incredibly easy to get. Just play the game and you'll get most of them. And even the stuff where you have to go out of your way for them, you don't really have to go out of your way that much. Except for this one goddamn trophy of raising the bond to max. This is my version of finding out I needed to beat Mercenaries mode, getting S rank and everything, and I was like, God damn, I have 99% of these achievements and I'm not going to finish this. I finished Really debating if it's worth it. Uh, I do like how you keep going like I can't play Tokyo Mirage Sessions I don't have time for that Come on no. And that's like also I need to get this platinum I have to rub these feet get, for 10 hours Yeah. Look I need to impress my friends So I can get Who? the platinum trophy So I can impress my actual friends I mean I'm sorry to tell you but That don't impress me much <laughs> What? Getting but you're the trophy freak between us. No, I'm not. I thought it would impress you most about trophies all. for the most part. Insanity. This goes completely against the character you've built up on this podcast <laughs> and other outlets. If it's achievable, then yeah, I'll do them. But like, I don't. I am. For I don't something like, like that. You, I'm not going to do. I don't like you breaking kayfabe like this. I think it's despicable. I think this is worse than me saying the R word. Frankly. Never should have been broken in the business. <laughs> I've also been playing Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Uh, it's really mega tinning it up over here recently. What wrestling hey, that would game's you say still good. Nocturne is the equivalent of? Oh, Randy Savage. What? It's coke it's coked out all the time. Just <laughs> did you not watch the clip that I sent you that this reference makes perfect sense for? No, of course not. So all the not all the lines, most of the lines in the game now have uh, actual spoken dialogue. Yeah, which is weird. Which is brand new. I think the voice acting has been kind of perfect so far. All the characters sound pretty much how I would imagine they would, uh with a few exceptions. Uh, the woman with the veil who hangs out with Lucifer uh, seems way too happy and flirty. So, like, I, I don't know. Every time I read her line in the old game, I kind of, like, read her as being more monotone or something, like he was speaking through her or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, Hellbiker is just someone doing a Randy Savage impression. Oh. Which is really good. <laughs> that is pretty good. I linked this to you, which is like, okay, the voice acting in this game is fantastic. Um, 
so I'm looking yeah. forward to getting to that part because it's it's great. Mador sounds like they got the perfect like wacky evil skeleton voice for him. Oh, okay. It's wonderful. They they've done great casting in this game. The voice direction's been terrific. Yeah, so I I did buy the Dante DLC because um, I got the game on a discount from Gamefly. So it's like ah, because the main thing is you have to start the game with that DLC selected. Once you've started it, yeah. no going back. And so I was like, well, I want this to be the original experience as it was back then. So, funny because you can change uh, difficulty modes on the fly. Apparently. Yeah, it's very strange. Might yeah. make um getting those other endings easier at least i've um, been considering it of just making saves in those areas and then switching over to easy and just you know rushing through it can you do that or does isn't it like something in the middle of the game that changes it it's i mean it's like in the middle of the game you start meeting up with your friends again and you have to kind of choose like yeah i side with you around like yeah. maybe three-fourths into the game i want to say so like you're still going to have to redo a lot of game afterwards but like easy mode i i would need to look it up again but it's something crazy like your experience gets tripled your money is quintupled like you deal <laughs> double damage enemies do half damage to you you can always run from fights huh. it, it's really when easy. you see what they've yeah they they made it when they say this is a mode for people who just want to get the story, like they really mean it. I think you can kind of just like blindfold your way through that game. Kind um, of a weird game to have that though. Like I understand that for some stuff, yeah. but the story of Nocturne is like, eh, it's not a whole lot yeah. there. Well, there's a lot of. <laughs> never, mind, never mind. What? I was going to say a thing. I was going to say a thing. I already figured I'd stepped in it enough in this episode. So Good I idea. Just, I should stop while I'm ahead. Um. Yeah, I downloaded it because it's free right now. Apparently, they're going to charge money for the easy mode at some point. Which, man, yeah, imagine being weird. the kind of person who buys Nocturne and then also has to buy an easy mode for it. I feel sorry for this like hypothetical person that I'm sure exists. Yeah. I mean, Nocturne is a pretty hard game by default. I just it think is. that yeah. there should be some option like between the two because yeah. that that mode yeah. seems like it's just autopilot. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I am now in uh, Ikabukuro, uh, so I'm I'm going off to fight Thor. It's what uh, it's what uh, Mumbo Jumbo says in Banjo Kazooie, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm like, uh, the last boss that I fought was Matador, and that did get me thinking again about how Matador is, like, the perfect difficulty gate in a video game. Yeah. Like, through most of Nocturne up to that point, you can just hold down the auto attack button and get by totally fine on just doing regular attacks. You don't really need to do anything beyond just negotiating for the basic demons that you run across in the world. You don't really need to fuse for anything. Uh, you're, you're probably flush with cash and items because there's not much need to use anything up to that point. And then this chuckle fuck shows up <laughs> with his capote and his adorable little outfit. And just proceeds to murder you and destroy all the expectations you've built up for the game. And it's wonderful. It is a delightful experience, and I think it's one of the best in video games. Me too. You know uh, what's really weird? He wasn't even in the original game. Like, he was added in the Maniacs edition. I was thinking edition. about that. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that after I fought him, and I was like, okay, well then what would the actual like difficulty gate have been in the original game? I don't know. Because you can still like sort of cakewalk your way through the early parts of Ikabukuro too. Ikabukuro. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, and like, so a weird thing with this game, um, this particular release of it, uh, over here we're getting basically the, um, oh god, what is it called? There's Maniacs, there's another edition of the game. Oh, I don't know. I Maniacs was like what we got to begin with on PS2. Because that was the one with yes. Dante and everything. Yeah. That's right. I'm trying to look at the name of this. Because after Maniacs came out, there was a third version of the game that released, and oh. we did not get that one because that had uh that had Rido in it from Devil Summoner? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, yeah, Devil Summoner. I thought that was yeah. just something they did this time because they didn't have the rights to Dante. I mean, that's sort of the case. So I'm trying to look up the name of it because it had a specific release name uh, that was for... Oh, God, where is it? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> there it is. Maniacs, Maniacs Chronicle is what I'm thinking of. So oh. Rido was added to the game to replace Dante, but it retained all the other stuff from Maniacs. So that never came out here. Uh, so the way that this game is releasing now is the Maniacs Chronicle version of it, but you can go get the Maniacs DLC, which restores Dante and then essentially makes it that version of the game. And then there's the original version of the game, which has, you know, no temple of or Labyrinth of Amala, no Dante, yeah. no Raido, uh, no true demon ending, none of that stuff. Uh, that is inaccessible to us here. We have never got that version of the game, uh, except in Korea and China, I believe, Raido's presence is offensive for cultural reasons. Isn't so the they decided. Is the game offensive for cultural reasons there? I got skellies uh, in all it. Of... All of Nocturne? Yeah. Yeah, sure, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you got Skelly Biker, Skelly you Matador. Got, yeah. They hate Skellies. You got a lot of Skellimans. Um, well, good news. The Skellimans are not in the game. Uh, they, they're getting the base version of Nocturne. And, like, they finally compromised and said, okay, if you really want Rido and, like, all the rest of this stuff that goes along with it, that DLC is free. But it's DLC, you need to opt into it And that will only be for a limited time So, so that like, version um, of the game Will actually be like the original release Of Nocturne So it's like uh, um, Total War Warhammer Where they had to make the Blood DLC So it could still be rated T On release <laughs> Basically yes, yeah Weird. Uh, and then of course they can still Get at Dante as DLC So the interesting thing to me with that is if you are over in Korea, you have the opportunity to get all three versions of Nocturne because each one is a different selection oh, on the main Kore menu. I thought you said China. It's China and Korea. China and Korea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so was it China or was it Taiwan specifically? Oh, God, I don't know. I don't remember. I know Korea was one of the two. There's there's two Asian countries where the Rido stuff is considered offensive. Uh, I wonder why that is. 
I never played that game, so I really couldn't tell you. And admittedly, I am not super brushed up on like all the stuff culturally between Japan and neighboring countries. I mean, uh, I mean, I know, I know it, some stuff I don't about know Korea. Exactly and what it is? Yeah, like, I'm not about the character specifically. That would be the problem, about... I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The the point is their versions of the game, like on the main menu, they show up differently. So you can just choose like normal Nocturne, Maniacs, or Chronicle and just start a new game from there. So I kind of think that's the way they should have done it here. Like mm-hmm. they should have just had all three versions of the game and then you decide which one you want to play. And if you gotta make a DLC, at least in the case of Dante, like fine, I get it. That's another company. That's probably their way, like we've said before, of them being able to do that and still be able to sell the game past a certain point because at least then if capcom's like hey no more dante all they gotta do is just remove that dlc yeah i get that uh, but but yeah but to kind of go back to matador like i was trying to <laughs> explain this to somebody else because because i want to talk about how good matador is so if anyone's not did. played this game here we go again i wanted to ex- i wanted to explain exactly why matador is good we did last week Okay, fine, whatever. I just wanted to talk about Matador, and you're robbing me of my ability to do so. We did last week. We specifically brought up the thing about it teaching you to use buffs and debuffs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. uh, Okay, me. I just want to dress up like Matador. Well, who does? I just want to wear his little outfit, that funny hat, his sword. Anyway, how are you liking Nocturne? Is it holding up? Yes, it's absolutely right, holding up. Uh, it is It is made vastly better by the fact that, like, I can actually choose what skills a demon gets now <laughs> instead of spending five hours in the fucking fusion chamber. Uh, less good, though, is it still retains fusion goof-ups. I ended up, like, grinding a few levels because I saw I could get unicorn, and I could get unicorn, like, a ton of really good moves through... Uh, triad fusion and so that also still requires they did not change that you need to run around in circles outside of the fusion chamber to get to like new katsuguchi yeah the moon Uh, faces and stuff yeah uh for people who don't know the more you walk around the more the phases of the moon change when it is uh new half or full different things will end up changing particularly with battles you can recruit some demons you couldn't before others will be unrecruitable uh, battles might be harder, they might be easier but when you're at full and you go to a fusion chamber you get a triad fusion so in Shin Megami Tensei games virtually all of them that I can think of uh, you can take two demons you have fuse them together get a new demon the triad fusion lets you fuse two and then sacrifice a third one and that will give them like a stat boost plus they'll be able to inherit an extra skill from that demon it's more likely that these fusions will fuck up. And when a fusion has a fuck up, there's a big oopsie doops. You end up getting sacked with a garbage demon that does not get the skills that you set for it. And that means you get to reload a save or start dumping a ton of money to buy back the demons that you used. Enjoy the slime. Yeah. So anyway, I was like, oh, I'm excited. I'm going to get this unicorn and call it night. And the fusion fucked up why did you not so save i was like oh shit it. i did i did save 
Okay. So I, I reloaded the save, and then I ran around in a circle again, and I went back in there, and it fucked up in precisely the same way. So it oh, is seeded such. Yep. Yes. Great. <laughs> so I'm fucking furious about this. Like, if you're going to have the mechanic, fine. Do not seed it like that. Change that element of it. Like, oh, that's the great. punishment of needing to reload the saves bad enough. No, no I'm, I'm not. It's terrible. That. Now I'm wondering, like, okay, if I warp to, like, another, like, location, will that reseed things? Yeah, probably. I think that, or if you just did a regular fusion of some kind, and then did it again. Yeah. Man, it it pissed me off, like, having it happen a second time. I was like, fuck this, I'm going to bed. That's Um, great. Yeah. Yeah, Nocturne's great, man. It's full of bullshit like that. I, I went into Amala, and one of the things I forgot about that place is you can just go to side rooms uh, that will have tombstones for the bosses you've killed. And like a little ghost there who's just like, uh, somebody killed these demons, I don't know who, seems like a real asshole to me. Uh, particularly like when you need to go get a thousand yen bill from Loki's room. You sneak in there, and when you're coming out, the dude who he hired to be a bodyguard for his room attacks you like it's just a demon a working demon with a family doing a job larry and you murder him for a thousand yen and that's it that's all his life was worth to you and then you go to literal hell and you see his tombstone so you're reminded of what you've done (laughs) you'll regret your words and deeds Uh, yeah, Fornius is in there. I don't give a shit about that guy. Whatever. <sighs> anyway, I still like Nocturne a, a whole lot. I think it's a yeah. fantastic game. It it holds up really well. Uh, yeah. If no one has played it, I think they owe it to themselves to try out that HD version. It might be my favorite game of all time. I've said that before, but I really want to replay it again and, and kind of confirm that. But so far... I think it might still be my favorite game of all time. Good. Yeah. I got a Jack Frost, Larry. With yeah, all we... the debuff skills on him. That's a good Jack Frost. You need a King Frost. Get I a King do, Frost. but I can't get King Frost yet. I got a I got a Pyrojack. Pyrojack's good. Yeah. How about uh Black Frost? <laughs> no, you can't get him yet either. That's not for a while, I don't think. Uh Black Frost is an optional boss. I I remember that. Although, in Persona 5 Strikers, I did just get a request to go take care of a Black Frost. So, take care of him. I have easy access. Well, yeah, I want to, like, you know, raise him like he's my child. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my son. He's a horrible demon. He says he-ho a lot. Yeah, says he-ho all the time and sets fire to things, and I love him. Retro uh, Corner. Yeah, Retro Corner. Guess what? It's Nocturne, baby. <laughs> I'm talking about it some more. No, it's uh, Beyond Oasis. What is Beyond Oasis? Uh, Beyond Oasis is a game by Ancient, a company that normally is in the business of making good games, but decided to not do what that other when they made Beyond Oasis. What did they make? Streets of Rage. What's that? Uh, well, okay, it's, uh, are you familiar with the Ninja Turtles arcade games? Yes, of course, don't be stupid. Okay, it's like that, but you're just, like, a hot babe. 
and you're you're beating up uh, dudes no who kind of look like a punk version of Doc Brown. Mm, no thanks. Uh, what about you can play as this other kid? He's got rollerblades on. Mm, that's better. There's a kangaroo in one of the games. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's more. A really like tall it. guy. He's also a robot. And then at the end of the game, you can decide to betray player two and kill them to get the bad ending. Anyway, Ancient made Fusion Frenzy two, so you could have led with that. <laughs> How can I forget about Fusion Frenzy two? Can't believe this. Uh, yeah, I know. No, this is a uh, Ancient was a it's a mom and pop game development studio. Uh, I can't remember any of these fuckers' names, but uh, young guy, he's doing the music. Young girl, she's doing the character designs, and I think their mom like managed the finances, and they uh, put together. It was founded on April first, nineteen ninety, by video game composer. Oh, the company y- doesn't exist then. That's right. It was all a joke. It's all um, fake. Damn it. Yuzo Koshiro and his family. The company was co-founded Thank by you. his mother, Tomo Koshiro, while his sister Ayano also works at the company as a character and graphic designer. They did not make Streets of Rage, by the way. I think they did, but not as ancient. Streets of Rage 2 and 3 are listed here. So maybe. Then I think, yeah, the first might have been before they formed the company itself. Yeah, it could be. They just Um, all worked at Sega or whatever. I think so. Uh, But I really like her character designs, like, in general. They're very, very good. And and the character designs of Beyond Oasis are fantastic, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is the part where you play the game. Where Beyond Oasis just becomes a horrible slog. The music's uh, also pretty about good it too, is isn't it? I actually kind of found the music to be pretty boring. I don't really remember honest. it, but I just thought uh, you yeah, the music was pretty good. I don't, good I don't job. remember it, but it was pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that can be true. I don't remember anything. I don't remember any like in general. I don't remember like sort of orchestral soundtracks. Like people will talk about them. And it's just like okay. Larry over they here going like, ah, oh, I finally went back to IHOP, and then I forgot the Beyond Oasis soundtrack. Yeah. I went to IHOP <laughs> again this morning. They don't have the uh, the berries and cream Belgian waffles anymore. Then what's even the point? I don't know. They don't have that. They don't have the stuffed French toast. Uh, they don't have... Is this actually, like, the worst thing coffee. about the pandemic is yes. finally being able to go back to these places and finding out everything that you loved about them is gone? Yes. You can sit down and actually eat there again, but none of the things that you want to eat are available to you anymore. Correct. It's dark. It is. Sad. Anyway, I'm probably not going to head back to IHOP anymore, even though that Poblano Serrano burrito I had was really good. But no iced coffee. Come on. How are you going to do me like that? Make your own iced coffee. What's stopping you? Uh, Yeah, just put it in the mug and take it to... I hop with me, sure. <laughs> How um, do you do iced coffee anyway? Is that you like you you brew it right, and then you just you pour it into the mug and you put it in the freezer, so it gets cold? Uh, yeah, How, you, you, you would you would have to because if you just like put it in ice, it would just water it down. <laughs> just I'm actually imagining this is like a regular glass. You put ice in, then you pour the hot coffee yeah. in, and the glass completely fucking shatters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you can also like specifically brew it cold. I'm not sure exactly what the process there is, but you see that a lot in stuff. 
Oh, you probably I just use really like bothered. instant coffee. I, go, yeah, I just go to McDonald's. Yeah, just, everybody should go to McDonald's. I mean, everybody down at, at, at McDonald's. Yeah, they're down with Ronald McDonald. Cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Beyond Oasis is boring and it kind of sucks. <laughs> um, it's it's a uh, it's a Zelda like. I'd rather game. talk about it's a top down. I would rather talk about IHOP too, but that's not what this podcast is about. Uh, it is about top down action RPGs from 16 bit consoles and how much uh, they put my brain to sleep. It's mercifully short, at least. Like it's only maybe a seven hour long game, but like I I think part of my problem with it is combat just. Combat's real bio mutanty. It just doesn't feel like anything really kind of connects the right way. The guy has cool There's pants, no, like, though. He has cool pants. That's the reason I played the game. I kept seeing pictures of that guy in his pants, and I was like, yeah. ooh, I got a feeling about Beyond Oasis. He's got cool pants and, and a scimitar. It's it. like Aladdin style. Yeah. There's, again, the character design, the world design is terrific. There's no puzzles in the game, really. It's it's all combat, and the combat doesn't feel good. And so, like, you're just sort of left with this nothing of a game. It has a really interesting world design. That's it. Everything else about it is completely brain dead. Uh, it, it's a bummer. Like, I, you had mentioned playing the sequel to this and liking that. I, I yeah. wonder if that is a much better game than Beyond Oasis. I would think it would have to be. Might Bar's be, uh, not set particularly high. Apparently, it only came out a year after the first one, so maybe what not. What if that got all their attention <laughs> and they were doing it at like, the same time in the first? Or one, it was like they realized where they went wrong with the first one, so they were they were able to yeah, quickly maybe. like course correct. I don't know. Was that was the second one also like two uh, D or was it three yeah. D? No, it was two D. Okay, okay. I remember it did have puzzles in it at least. It was like. Like a dungeon, you have the scepter, and you're like using it on stuff. I think. I don't know. There's it's been like a, a very a long time. Limited. There's a limited amount of puzzles in Beyond Oasis. A lot of it just amounts to like, oh, there's just a tor- a tor- uh, God, a torch in this room, so I need to cast fire magic, and then the, the door opens. Mm-hmm. It's never like any more complicated than that. Like sure. when I bring up Zelda as a point of comparison, Zelda puzzles they're still pretty simple, but like you actually have to think a little bit about them. Like, you have to cycle through different weapons or items that you have in order to figure out what to do. Uh, Generally, in a dungeon, when you get a new weapon, like, there is a progression to the puzzles built around that within the dungeon to kind of hone your ability to use that item. There's nothing that smart about Beyond Oasis. It's just, oh, light the torch, go into the room. Oh, I gotta put a rock on a switch to go into the room. It's dull. Uh, Ancient did a video game based on Bobo 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 Bobo. Yeah, I saw that. Also, That's, I should have played that instead of Beyond Oasis. Three different games based on Remember Hitman Reborn, the one we watched one episode of for Roulette that time. Yeah. With the the like magic babies or whatever. Like what? Yeah, like they to... shot down a blimp or something. <laughs> what what happened in that? I think there was like a wasn't there like a Hitler baby or something? Yeah, there was. Oh god, did all that happen? Or was there like a gas leak Can we just imagine it? <laughs> no, it was real, yeah, it it was like uh, There was a Zeppelin, I was attacking him And they uh, they shot down the Zeppelin I have a, um, I got I a new Iraqi I, mean, I, I got watch Hitman uh, Reborn <laughs> I have a new Iraqi says Speaking of uh, The roulette Okay, great 
one of only two more uh, because I am probably done buying JoJo's Bizarre Adventure books. Uh, also, it's not like they announced uh, part five localization yet. So not yet. They will. They gotta be. They gotta be doing one at some point. Uh, so this is a two-parter, and I'm just going to preempt this by saying that the first part ain't that interesting, but the second part has a twist. I uh, I read the first volume of part four just like yesterday, um, and it has a list of his fears at the end. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. The water is not on there. Even though he had that other Araki says part um where he was talking about being afraid of drowning when drinking. None of those fears are his actual fears. That's just a list of fake fears that he could give to his enemies. So well, they think they have an advantage on him, but they do not. Well, number one was the dark. I believe that. I don't think that's true at all. I think Araki spends all his time in darkness. I think that if you like were to see him, his skin would be completely... He would look like uh, Dracula from the movie. Uh, sure. Or he's like... Yeah, you know those like slugs or something that live at the ocean floor? Like he's, oh, no. he's bioluminescent now? <laughs> no, I took that as he's an actual like man slug. Like, <laughs> well... You just walk into his house and there's just this dark hallway... And there's just something flopping around at the other end of it, groaning. Ugh. It's like House Beneviento. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. My list of things I fear is just babies, babies, babies. Just mm-hmm. Over and over again. Anyway, okay. God, What's anyway. Araki say? Okay. Studio Wildlife Observations. The most common insect that infiltrates my studio is the ladybug. Window screens are nothing to that bug. When they land on the surface, they tend to climb upward. And when ladybugs land on the window screen, they climb up to the top rail, where a three millimeter wide gap is all they need to get inside. Ladybugs aren't harmful, so when one comes in, we catch the insect and release it outside, and the same one will find its way back in again. We keep a small flower garden on our balcony, but then some cats started to come and poop among the plants. Oh, come on! One of us heard that cats don't like weed killer, so we scattered some in the garden. Afterwards, the old woman showed up at her door out of nowhere and told me, please don't put weed killer out. Think of those poor cats. How did she know what we did? Our balcony's on the second floor. Was she some kind of old cat lady that can talk to cats? She creeped me out. Larry, I think Rocky killed a cat. <laughs> How did she know what we had done? The man behind the counter was the impostor. <laughs> Uh, when I was at IHOP this morning, uh, the radio was playing that Savage Garden song <laughs> at the end nice. of JoJo Part 4 episodes. That song's oh. weird. Like, the later part of that song's weird. It's been yeah, a while it since I've listened to the whole thing. It has, like, a uh, like a breakbeat section of it. Like, 505 uh, drums. 808, I, I have... Mean. Nothing sounds quite like an 808. I have uh, not heard that whole song in a while, but I've listened to the full theme of The Sopranos several times this last week. Oh, no. I always hit skip intro. <laughs> yeah. So I just hear... I pay my respects to The Sopranos by listening to the theme song every single time. Uh, but hey, hopefully we'll be doing uh, one of the two last Gabagool Zones here next week, because I think you're almost through the first half of... Season uh, six, and I think we should just do them, you know, yeah, yeah. treat them as separate seasons. Yeah, I've watched uh, 
up to episode nine, I think. I watch four a week, so I think after next week that would be the first half. I yeah. think it's and if you think I had offensive things to say about people with autism, wait until you listen to a Gabagool Zone. It's terrible. I mean, I can understand now why you identify with Polly Walnuts so much, uh, because you both have <laughs> a complete disregard for public safety, for one thing. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Love Polly Walnuts. Yeah. A paranoid little freak. You just like, when, look. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and start getting into the gobble zone stuff, but I have, like, horrible health-related paranoia, so when (laughs) Polly Walnut started thinking he had cancer, that's, like, the most relatable thing in all of The Sopranos. That's why I sent you those screenshots. Yeah, I I love Polly Walnut's a whole lot. Um, Especially when he smothers old ladies. (laughs) Especially that. Come on. I love him yelling at his mom and telling her she's a whore and then taking all her money away <laughs> and throwing her TV out a window. That was an expensive a good TV song. back then. Yeah, it's like a $2,000 TV. Yeah. Like 20 it's, inches. It's flat, so he could really just chuck that thing like a Frisbee, too. Like, it's it's great. Yeah. Technology's come a long way. Oh, man. He tried to do that with a CRT and things go a whole lot different. Yeah, really finagle those things out of window. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, we'll probably talk about that next week. I'm sure you'll finish the first half of that season by then. Uh, and then now that I'm freed up, because I have finished all of it, uh, I get to start Star Trek The Next Generation this week. So yeah, you pray get for to. me. Yes, I, I have the privilege. <laughs> It's a privilege, not a punishment It's a privilege I was just thinking the other day about how funny it is That it wasn't just that you bet Prince Philip would die And he eventually did (laughs) It was that it was like two weeks later (laughs) I'm still mad about it How could he have died? I mean, he was the picture (laughs) of health Jesus fucking Christ Beyond Oasis Oh, yeah, right Um (laughs) I don't know, it's like a five. <laughs> oh, we're going to ratings already? Yeah, it's like a five. Out of what? No. Uh. You're not even caring enough to come up with one of your insane convoluted rating systems? No, it's Beyond Oasis. I didn't care enough to make an interesting game. So why would I even acknowledge it with a bizarre rating system? Uh, that would be giving more effort than the game gave. Okay. So it's a five. And what that's out of is up to you. Just okay. like the ending of five the Sopranos. <laughs> I don't know I don't know that that's that ambiguous, really. It's not the end God. Well, we will get there, but I do want to at least say right now, people saying that's an ambiguous ending. Come the fuck on, man. Yeah, no, it's not. I've it's never, really not. Even before I watched the show, like I watched that end scene and like the relevant part earlier on, uh, and was like Yeah. Yeah, it, that's not ambiguous at all. There's I went back and read some stuff about it because I wondered if the creator eventually did just come out and say like what happened in that final scene. And he's been intentionally vague about it. 
as he should be. He's trying to do like the David Lynch thing, yeah. except like the difference between them is like David Lynch does stuff that is really ambiguous. Uh, this asshole does stuff where like, come on, the answer is there. <laughs> if you're stupid, it's ambiguous. Uh, but he like in a recent interview made a an oopsie and referred to it as the death scene. Yeah. And then like the person interviewing him was like, uh, the diner scenes, the death scene. And so the description I read was like, he paused for a few moments, then answered with, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony dies, damn it. Did you see um, Alec Baldwin talking about how he was supposed to be on the show? I uh, know, but he, that makes sense. He was supposed to be the guy that killed Tony. Oh, that would have been really good considering the other presence of a bald one. Oh, there's another bald one. There's another bald one. I don't know. Well, the thing is, I don't know if Alec is, like, telling the truth or just making things up, but I would have liked for that to happen. It kind of makes sense. A bald one shows up briefly in the show. So it could either be, like, yeah. Pop quiz, which one is it? Do you know? The one that was on Loveline a whole bunch. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure Daniel. Oh, might be all bald ones look the same to me. Basically, oh, yeah. squinty weirdos. You, you tell which bald one is which based on how swollen their face is. <laughs> yeah, Alex is of course the most pudgy. Um, yeah, he's like a little pig. Yeah, that's right. That's I want to like sink my fingers. I just want to sink my fingers into his cheeks. Mm. But it's like grabbing a real big butt. Give it a squeeze. <laughs> Jiggle it around a little bit. I'm sure. He'd love I'm it. Sure. Yeah, Alec would get a real kick out of that, let me tell you. Uh, he definitely would not knee my balls until they explode. Um yeah, like I I I don't know. I would have thought like, okay, well maybe he was originally going to be cast as like himself for that, like, and then like instead like they couldn't afford Yes, but then they like couldn't afford Alec Baldwin or something, so they just went with a lesser Baldwin instead. Like that would have been real good, but no, I, I didn't know he was going to play an actual character. But yeah, I do like that Ben Kingsley shows up in this too, just wandering around in like a bathrobe most oh, of the time. Okay, it was not actually that he was supposed to be; it was that he told them he should be the one to kill Tony. Oh, okay. Uh, That's it, even it was better. On, it was on Michael Imperioli's podcast. The one he does with like, the Steve Sharippa. I just like that instead this is Alec Baldwin tried to muscle his way yeah, onto the set. It is. Um, get a very important role. Let's see. Um, a most recent episode of their Talking Sopranos podcast, which, by the way, guys, you, you can do a better title than that. Come on. We Talk, did the Talking Sopranos. And, yeah, and that just came off like the top of my dome. Yeah, I know. So... Uh, Baldwin revealed he once cold called the Sopranos production team and pitched them on casting him as Tony Soprano's murderer. The pitch was made long before the infamous cut to black finale. Uh, I called up whoever it was and said, there's only one man in this business who should come in, whack Tony, and ride off with Carmella, and I'm that man, Baldwin said. Is that actually what he said? Yes. Holy shit. They were like, sure, great. We'll add your name to the list of all the Irish actors who think they should be on The Sopranos. <laughs> so, okay. Is that just a Sopranos version of a blacklist then? Like, <laughs> we ain't hiring any of these Irish people. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. 
the only people of like any sort of look it's the sopranos it's either italians it's black people or it's jews that's that's it there's no one else on the sopranos outside of like those three like ethnic groups I defy you to find one. You can't. I've watched all Sopranos. Like, as far as the Sopranos universe is concerned, there's not, like, a single, like, Spanish person in that entire show. Yeah. What? No, it's I'm, true. I'm there's not. Think. There's no I... one who's, like, Asian on that show either. Uh, the, the, um, the massage parlor owner. <laughs> that, okay. Uh, Whoa, okay. Shit. Hit. You got me there. Yeah. <laughs> there's one Asian... And he gets savaged in it by Toei Blanchetto. I, By the way, I really like that the only guy Artie Bucco can beat in a fight is the kid from Doogie Howser. <laughs> <laughs> just because he's just a little guy. Oh god, Artie sucks so fucking much, man. Yeah, he's terrible. The little twerp that guy is. Just He's <laughs> hanging around people talking to him like the person I hop when they ask me how it's tasting. It's fine, go away. I do like that that he makes another crack at that guy's expense and he just goes into the back and like dunks his hand yes. into boiling marinara. And yep. so then like the rest of the episode, he has this gigantic comic, comically big bandage around his hand like Tim does or yeah, Tim from that bit in Awesome Show with the like Terry Green machine. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps swelling up with blood. Like I was just expecting him to like. And the next episode is just a giant ball with like a bunch of blood in it, and he's looking very faint. <laughs> oh, Tony Soprano putting in coins into the Terry Green machine. <laughs> Artie's too stupid to live. Yet somehow he does. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean that's actually like pretty much the last time that you see him. So he he shows up in like uh, one of the last episodes and is just like ah, I'm still here. I'm making hand gestures all the time. I was told not to, but I'm still doing it. I mean, he showed anyway, up in the last for one watching where everybody the show. was like they were having a dinner. He shows up again to be like ah yeah, have the the salmon. I'm not gonna give you a rabbit that I just shot in my backyard. Believe me. Yeah. Well, anyway, this has been a preemptive gobble-gobble zone. A yeah. preview for, for next week. A little sneak peek. Uh, we will get back into it. Yeah. Um, but man, where where do we go from there? Because then uh, that's it. We've watched all the Mafia-related content that's ever been put out. It, pretty much it's the end of it. I mean, I can't watch The Irishman. It's like, it's not a mob movie. It's right in the title. It's an Irishman. But yeah, it's like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't count. No. Oh. Until then, I'm sorry I said the R word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize to me. Apologize to the people out there. I'm also... sorry to the people out there who listen to this podcast who expected better from me. <laughs> there must no, be I'm someone. Not. Yeah. JR is very upset with me right now, probably. I mean, the thing is, now I'm the only one who has any expectations. Because it's been referenced so many <laughs> times. We've talked about it so many times, yeah. Oh, look. It's the vaccine's fault. Not mine. <laughs> Say the line. <laughs> Goodbye, dinosaurs. <laughs>